That's the worst sound in the world. That's not a good intro. <laughs> Don't do that. Is there is there like a just a copious amounts of of faucets on our on our boats that we're we're, we're taking overseas? We have shipping containers filled with these things. Well, you, no, no, is that you, why we're on the high seas? We've been doing pretty well here at Rough Draft Games, and we all have yachts, and so we have little we have working plumbing on our on our boats. Oh, that makes a lot more sense. Mm -hmm. That's good. It does. Hello, <laughs> hello, everyone, and welcome to Roll and Move, the uh, internet show where we take a look at some poorly conceived, poorly designed board games. We play them for you, and then we discuss them even, going the full distance there. I am your first co-host, Thomas Schungerberg, and with me here, as always, is Garrett Lively, the world record setter on terrible board game collections. Are you really? Self self declared. Self declared. Self declared <laughs> well, world I think record I am. setter. Okay. That's good. As long as you have that little asterisk there, I think that we won't uh, we won't get in any trouble. And also with us is Jeff Lee, I buy fish from the store to put in my tackle box to bring home. <laughs> <laughs> that really impresses everybody. You just go Look what nice. I got. Look what I got. A beta fish. <laughs> where'd you where'd you get this this Pacific salmon, Jeff? We're we're over on we're ice. In Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> got at the local pond. You should I know a spot. The pond shop. <laughs> I picture Jeff bringing home like fried fish sticks and just, <laughs> look what I got. Check these out. Oh, Cooked them up, up on my way home. <laughs> oh my god! Like, have you guys uh, have you guys ever thought about going grocery shopping in a pawn shop? Can you get food in a pawn shop? I don't think. I mean, I I don't I know like. I don't know. I would assume like they have the little the little display at the front. It's like don't forget these, and you get you get your gum and your right. your Necco wafers, some your... non perishables. Yeah, mm -hmm. I feel like that was a skit on like the Amanda Show or all that, where it was a food pawn shop and people were just bringing in like half eaten <laughs> sandwiches. A is this pawn shop. is this like is sort of like some sort of Mandela effect? Like, do you guys remember this seeing? I some remember sort of the sketch ice show? cream shop that they had awful flavors. That the mom and the 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 dad and daughter. Came I don't remember much from the Amanda so Show except those stupid lobsters. I don't, I don't remember this this pawn shop though. Although that sounds awesome. It sounds like yeah. It sounds like a plus sketch material for you know anyone under the age of fifteen. Mm -hmm. Which this game which that we're talking about yet about right now. Well, actually, for multiple ages, which is really impressive, right? What well, what is this game that we're reviewing? Today, Garrett, that we keep alluding to, but not quite saying. Uh, today, we have found the spiritual successor to Buck Quest. Ooh. The fishing cousin of Buck Quest. Fishing Camp the Game. Fishing From Cousin is a great moniker. I wish I had a fishing cousin. cousin. You guys have a fishing cousin? I, I have a fishing cousin. I've been fishing with my cousin, but I don't. Is I he a fishing, fishing cousin, though? I have a fishing I mean, half of the family. I, I don't want to give him that label. That's a pretty big... Pretty like, hefty label. The, the fishing guy. That's pretty rough. Hey, Tom, I got a question. Who's the better fisherman out of me, me or you? Um, Me, probably. I don't, I don't know. We've been fishing together. Who's a better you board game winner, You didn't catch then? a fish, and I did. <laughs> okay, so you're you're talking about that one time that you just let your line <laughs> sit in the water, right? Yeah. Yeah. You, sa you said that was stupid. I did say that was stupid, and you shouldn't have caught anything, but somehow you... Okay, so basically, <laughs> the story here, I'm going to I'm gonna try to tell it in a way it doesn't turn into a, you know, a tall fishing story where the size of the fish grows. I'm going to be as realistic as I can. We're out in this lake, it's by my backyard, and we're rolling around in the canoe, and we're going fishing, and the bait that Garrett is using is... Uh, is like one of those spinner baits, right? It, it, you have to move the lure in order for it to do its job and for it to be seen by most of the fish. Garish is sitting there with his line in the water, letting it drag in the dirt. And I'm just like, that's <laughs> you're not going to catch anything like that. You're not using the lure as it was made. So we're out there for about an hour, and Garrett's just sitting there letting letting the line just you know snag across the uh, the bottom of it gather up all the seaweed and crap he lets out how many yards of line i don't quite know i think <laughs> i think he had like 200 feet of line out and this thing was just i was like well i didn't need that lure anyway it's gone uh and by the end of the day we're pulling in the line something happened to his reel and he's having to pull in his line by hand if i remember correctly <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> 
he had he had messed this up so bad that he's like having to like pull in his line by hand. And then sure enough, at the end of his line, when he gets it in there, is this tiny little like six inch crappie. And it was just sitting there, <laughs> sitting right there on the hook, just looking for an easy meal. And I, uh yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I expert fisherman, I caught a fish. Thomas straight straight biblical. Garrett was quoting the Bible to me. I was, was like, I, I like, cast I, over the yeah. right side of the boat, yep. just as I was instructed. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, doubting Thomas said, "You're not going to catch fish that way." And I yep. said, "You watch." I know. Just then, you watch. You have Jeff, little faith. Do you go? Do you, have, do you go fishing much, or have you? Gone, I haven't been fishing a long time. Um, yeah. The best time I ever went fishing was uh, I went pier fishing in Florida one year, mm-hmm. um, and that's super there. awesome because you weren't there. <laughs> Uh, it's super awesome because you can catch a ton of awesome fish and just hang out on the pier, sitting in a sitting in a mm. nice chair, and uh, and uh, you catch a ton of stuff right off those piers. I've seen a bunch of people go pier fish- fishing in Los Angeles and Santa Monica, and it looks right. miserable to me just because it's so crap. Like those people, I respect them because they're so dedicated, and their tolerance for uh, annoyances must just be so high because all these people. They got seagulls buzzing around them, like on by the flaying tables. They got, they got uh, all these people walking up and taking pictures of them. And like, as soon as you catch something, it's uh, it's everyone's like, it's, crowding yeah, around you. And everyone's stuff. crowding around you, taking away your elbow room. You, you know, you're starting to you feel the pressure. Catch a marlin here. If you lose something while everyone's looking, ah, oh, God help collective you. Collective sigh. Oh. Collective sigh. Collective. Ah, oh, and then you get a bunch of people patting you on the back. You get him next, next time. time, champ. I know. I it's. I saw a seagull. I saw a seagull cut a dude's line. <laughs> like no. Oh no. I I remember exactly what it was. So it wasn't that a seagull cut this line. It was this pure fisherman. He was like he he looked at me. He like looked at the people around. He was like, hey, check out how good I can cast. Right. <laughs> well, that guy deserved it. And he flicked, so he's got like a nice deep sea rod, right? And this it's like huge Uncle hook. Rico out there. Yeah, just <laughs> over, sends over this, the mountains. Sends this lure flying. I shit you not, my mom was there to see this. This seagull dips just low enough that everyone watches the hook, the weighted hook, and the like all everything on the end of the line just go. Bam! And hit the seagull <laughs> in the air. <laughs> and then everyone's just like, oh. And mothers are guiding away children. This guy reels in the seagull. He reels in the actual bird. <laughs> I better get, he's like, I better get something out of this. It's like going nuts. He's like, oh, my God. He's like, I, you guys can stop filming now. <laughs> I, hope, I hope the plot twist of this is it's Randy Johnson, and now he's killed two birds on accident by just throwing something out. <laughs> really ear. fast, yeah. <laughs> he, he did He did have a really nice uh, – Randy Joss, Johnson is a super tall guy. He had a he mullet had for mullet. a while. Yeah. 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 This guy did have a mullet. Okay. Oh, yeah, Tim. Yeah. It's, yeah, I mean, yeah. it could be. We could Poor be Randy. another life. Poor Randy, he casts it. He sees his seagull. It's like flashing back in his mind, and he can, all he just goes is, Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> they won't leave me go. alone. Leave me alone. You know well, that. You know what that guy on the pier needed. That guy on the pier needed this board game, Garrett, so that he would learn a little bit more about. He fishing, would know. He'd know a little bit, more, know about a little bit more about fishing. I know. And, right. and and the great thing about fishing camp is it targets all ages. So he, as you were alluding to earlier, he would have been great. He we could have found a nice little difficulty level of questions for him and just. Mm-hmm. Started chugging right He's along. He's dumb right on in. Right. So basically the premise of, of this game is it's very much like Buck Quest in that it asks you questions, trivia questions about the uh, about the water sport of fishing. And uh, as you move around the game, you get to answer more questions. If you answer questions, you get fish. And the goal is to just generally get to the very end of all the little moving tiles with uh, a fish in your in your collection. But what you were saying, I, I kind of like this. I saw that they did this, that they had the different levels of difficulty. Mm-hmm. And I I sort of liked it. You, will you tell them a little bit about what like these different levels are and how they how they determine it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and basically, you get to select what difficulty level you want to start out um, at. But they... they have kind of recommendations, like, you know, the kids can start at level one. Um, your you know your your adolescent teenagers and such start at level two, 
and then maybe your more experienced fishermen go to level three and then like your experts your grandpa maybe is probably a level four they call it do they call it grandpa cards yeah yeah that's the grandpa, I, grandpa I, I actually kind of love that it's the got a nice silhouette like... of a grandpa and and actually i will say the iconography and we'll, we'll touch on this a little bit later but the iconography is pretty good but the yeah the icon for level four is and is a nice he's got a little hunch in his hunch in mm-hmm. his step he's hunched over he's got his line he's got his nice fishing right. hat on you know, so I, 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 I kind of wonder material. if, like, there's some sort of, like, when is it that you have to take your grandkids fishing? Because, like, have, have, you guys done, have you guys done the fishing trip with your grandpa or, oh, yeah. your, or your pappy? Oh, yeah. I, I've done it. Garrett's yeah. done it. Jeff? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Not me. That's why me? you lost. Not me. That's wh- Jeff didn't catch a single fish in this game. I know. It's pathetic. I did catch, I did catch technology, so I caught a GPS device. <laughs> guessed his line and found a GPS device. Yeah. So this is more of an educational game on fishing. Uh, I thought that yeah. I would have the advantage. I've gone fishing many a time with my cousins, with my dad, with my grandpa. I knew uh, some of the questions. I just straight up knew knew the answer to. But so I was I, I was feeling pretty good. But I still lost. <laughs> <laughs> I, I blame your poor management of the of the game itself. I I don't know about that, doubting Thomas. I think once again, as the previous story you told alluded to i am the master fisherman between the two of us um i'm I'm a prodigy honestly if only he put in a little bit of work towards fishing he'd be good but even without trying he's the Mm -hmm. best yeah uh so let's let's break into it man let's let's talk about this let's talk about what what's in the box maybe even perhaps what's in the tackle box box? or open the tackle box i like that better what's in the tackle box (laughs) (laughs) oh my god all right. Um, as as per usual, pick this up at half price book for in the clearance section for three dollars. Uh, this is probably one of the more well used. I'm gonna say enjoyed games mm-hmm. in my it's a stretch used there game collection. <laughs> we'll, enjoyed? We'll are you sure? Whether or not they enjoyed it. Um, it was a, yeah, it was they, a form of punishment in the family for certain. Yeah, exactly. Possibly. If you didn't catch my, any fish, you had to play the game. My cards are my cards are warped. They've been they've definitely been shuffled. They're not all just pristine and like in a nice clump that has clearly never been you know looked through. No shrink wrap. The no shrink wrap. The board is is got a rip on the folds just from constantly opening it up. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some wear lines around the box. I've got some pieces missing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a nice on the clear plastic standees. They it's got a nice little film on it. It's it's a little bit dirty. Uh, now, so yeah. This now, is, do you this like game. that in your board games? Do you like to get like a board game with some life in it? A little character. Yeah, a little yeah. character. A little character. I like the from... story that you might you know that you might think that it's gone through. Like in my mind, they people went fishing and they're like they're on the boat and they whip this game out while they were waiting for. <laughs> they're getting, for their bait to get eaten. They're yeah, yeah, it's got a little bit of salt. It's got a nice little dusting of salt on here. That's why they lost the pieces, you know? Garrett, these are freshwater questions, my friend. These are all freshwater fish. I think. Ah, they're not all freshwater. We'll, 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 we'll jump into that. All right. But don't worry. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm holding up a little standee for you. You, can, you guys can tell. I don't know if y'all can tell, but that, that's got a little... A little nice sun little damage, film. yeah. Yeah, it's a little nice bit of exposed. Play it on the porch. Yeah. It's got two little decks of cards. We've got our fishing uh, questions and trivia questions. And like I said, on each 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 uh, card, it's got the different difficulty levels and the uh, icon corresponding to which which difficulty level you've chosen. It's got a little picture, um, usually centered around the theme of the questions at the top of the card. And then on the right hand side of the card, we have a favorite. Favorite mechanism of the Roll and Move Boys, some red lettering hiding the blue lettered answers underneath the red letters. Brilliant. A nice decoder for you to uh, just slide nice over the Nice red side film of the decoder. I will say this one was done a little bit more unique than some other decoder cards, right? They There was like a, a small section of the card was in red, and uh, the decoder had like a very small square box film, which made it even harder to find your target. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to come back to the cards, but I mean, I'll I'll say now I think they did some some nice things with the cards. Um, but let's just let's keep plowing through this box here. We got a enormous, the largest die I now have in my collection. Like this is a dice that looks straight D6. out of straight out of a craps game. Like they went <laughs> yeah. they went to a Vegas <laughs> casino, they swiped the dice. These are hefty 
guys that are meant to be trucking across big boys. the green. You they know are what I'm saying? Big yeah, boys. They're, they're big. They are. So they do. They are. Uh, is it called beveled? The little. They got the little holes in them. Mm-hmm. Um, as a you know, your casino die are usually filled with a uh, a resin that equal makes all the sides weighted equally. Mm. And and honestly, in our in our playthrough, how many times do we land on the go back to the uh, go back to the the, the launch dock space? Pretty. Like I think in all, total, like six all, times. Yeah, all three of us hit it at least once, and then some of us hit it, you know, more than more than one. It, one or two there's times. a couple of shoots in the shoots and ladders game that will, <laughs> absolutely uh, send you back to different milestones and expand mm. the play a little bit. It's pretty miserable. It's pretty great. We have a, a second deck that I didn't mention earlier, the Fun Facts deck for various spaces that you land on throughout the board that says, read a fun fact. And the fun fact cards are just that, a single fun fact on the card. Um, it is, it's quite a plain-looking card other than that. And yeah. <laughs> we'll have so to talk about is, the utility of those later. It is a white card and just says, fun fact. <laughs> Well, in fact, it's got the logo of the game on it. It's let me tell you about it. something off the top of my mind. Mm-hmm. And then for the, uh, of course, we have the board which um, has a nice lake that you're racing around, basically, um, with some various detours, various shortcuts, various uh, spots that you get sent back to. Um, different colors of leaves tell you whether or not it's a safe space, or if you have to answer a question. And then we also have our nice cardboard player pieces with the little plastic standees, each representing a different boat. And a nice little touch that I think they gave is they named all the boats. Yeah. Um, and the, yeah. Honorable mention to the boat, Rippin' Lips. It's Rip the and Lips. Rippin' Lips is the canoe. You got to tell them what it is. You got to go. Yeah, Rippin', Rippin' Lips is the kayak. Uh, we have the, the doghouse as a standard fishing boat. And then the sunken bobber. Which is a, a nice little pontoon boat. So those are those are some of the favorites. There are eight boats because you know update people can play. So, um, and they're all individual or they're all unique boats with unique names. So a nice little touch. I like that. Um, so yeah, that's basically what's in the box. With it, with nice our, our nice little not too shabby. Not you know mm-hmm. you know one thing I do want to say about this game is that the uh, I was a little bit frustrated that one of the negative spaces that they talk about uh oh you got to go to shore lunch if you go to mm-hmm. if you land on this space you got to go to shore lunch island and mm-hmm. uh that's a bad thing as someone who uh for my 16th birthday my dad took me to lake of the woods canada and we did like a 10-day fishing trip shore lunch ruled okay that should not <laughs> that should never have a negative connotation all right what they would do is you take the fish you caught up that to that point, you go, you park on an island, and they just take your live walleye out of the water, your live northern pike, and they bop it over the head, and they kill it real quick, nice and humane for all of you animal lovers out there. And then they fillet it right there on the spot. They just uh, quickly cut off the uh, the cheek meat and then the uh, the fillet the fillet strips. They debone it. These guys are like so quick, and they cook it up, they fry it up. I think walleye is my favorite fish. It's delicious fish. It's better than salmon, in my opinion. And I refuse to let shore lunch go down documented as a negative thing. All right. Well, maybe okay. here's I'm, the thing, Tom. No. You went to a you went to a place that had really good shore lunch. Maybe this shore lunch is pretty bad. Like maybe they like they like botch the the filleting and there's still bones in it and they don't really like they don't really know how to prepare fish and like maybe maybe you know, keep an open mind. Maybe That's this shore true. lunch is terrible. Garrett, mm-hmm. do you remember when you came over to my place after I'd gotten my uh, my tonsils out? And yeah. uh, <laughs> I was I was sitting in a bathrobe in my backyard down by uh, down by the fireplace, just skinning fish for my dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just cleaning them right up with a knife. Yeah, which is uh, a fun fact you don't you do with a gun or a frying pan. I would never. Have I love known. that question. <laughs> would never have known. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually have a different take on Shore Lunch Island here in, in the in the game, and I I think I kind of like what they did, in that they made it. It sometimes is a negative thing, and you mostly experience it as a negative thing. But it was actually a shortcut for me because um, I encountered it early in the board game, and it it launched me a little bit ahead. I then proceeded to roll three ones, so it didn't. You guys caught up, but <laughs> it, it 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 it's kind of multifaceted, and I, I kind of like that. Yeah, I think that's a nice, nice little touch for that. So, mm-hmm. but but to your to your point, it, it it is a very it can certainly screw you over more right later game. Yeah, 
Um, but let's talk about a little bit about the rules. There, there, there's not too much to crack down on here, but basically you roll, you move, and as I alluded to earlier, depending on what color of leaf you land on, um, you just proceed. So if you land on a green leaf, your turn ends. If you land on an orange leaf, you have to answer a question. And then on these question cards, there are various, again, icons. that. Uh, so if there's a little fisherman's net, you catch a fish. If there's a little GPS icon, you get the GPS card, which later in the game allows you to take a shortcut, or maybe earlier it's in the not game even, it yeah. would have let you. It's not even later <laughs> it in the game. It's you. like in the first half of the game. It allows you to take a small shortcut in order to get to the finish line. By the it's it's I would say it's not a small shortcut. It's a substantial shortcut. It's you know it you know when you're playing Cranium and you can have like the fast track or the slow track. Which is like it, it's like double the speed. It's double. Yeah. yeah. It's it's almost it's almost like twice as fast to go down the to go down the fast track. So it's kind of a big deal. Would have been nice, huh? To have the GPS card. But it, and funnily in our game we didn't encounter the GPS cards until after. We had already passed the the spot where you, you could make use of it. So, um, yikes! There you go. <laughs> uh, and then also there are purple spaces which have you read a fun fact and usually send you off somewhere else on the game board. Yeah, um, that'll send you to either, shore lunch island. That'll send you to one of your other two or three pit or stops. The launch pad. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so then basically you go through the game and. The object of the game is to be the first to reach the home space, the finish space, and to also have at least one fish in your person. That's such a boat. weird stipulation. Yeah, and it, it, it's, it is very weird because in the rules it also tells you you're only allowed to keep five fish. So if you get more than five fish, you have to put them back. And you get to pick which ones you keep, and it also encourages you to... Maybe pick the ones that are the biggest. Keep you know, keep your favorites. So it like it, it goes in a little bit in depth into like which fish you should keep. But it doesn't matter which fish you keep as long as you have one fish at the end. Right, you yep. win. Yeah. And also, to our knowledge, we and we went through I don't know maybe twenty twenty thirty cards. Mm. There was no mechanic that stole fish from other players. So once you had a fish, you weren't really going to lose a fish. Right, right. It's funny because it was like majoring in the minors. Like they had all these small details, um, which would have made a great game mechanic if winning the game with more fish <laughs> meant something. But then yeah. they forgot that main point that it matters. It doesn't matter that if you have more fish or not. I feel like right. they're, try they're trying to accomplish different things. Like I, the fish management inventory system. Uh, <laughs> I think that's just trying to teach kids. The importance of like, oh, you you, can't, you don't want to catch all the fish. You got to conserve, right? So we're trying to be like good in that sense. But in a game, you also want it to be sort of competitive. It's usually who catches the most fish. So they probably had a sit-down discussion. They're just like, well, let's just make it if you are able to catch any fish and you make it to the finish line, you right. you win. Yeah. And, and while you're right, and and the point of it is to be educational, you want that to tie in with the mechanics for some... Like, you don't want to just include it in the game mm -hmm. and have it just, like, be kind of, like, sitting there kind of strange, nebulously. Right. And, like, you're like, okay, well, why is this rule in here if it doesn't ever amount to anything? So, yeah, absolutely. Um, and then similarly on that... On that... In that nebulous area is the fun facts cards, which you just read and then you don't do anything. There's like no instructions, you know, it's not like, you know, in the, in the, in the Harry Potter Triwizard maze that you would read it and then it would tell you to do something. These you just read and it'll say something like WH Whaley caught the U S record channel catfish weighing 58 pounds in 1964. And then you put the card up you go, and that's huh, <laughs> neat. <laughs> Pretty cool. Right, I guess. Wow. Turn. Yeah. Neat. <laughs> I will say, though, that, that maybe possibly the reason why they did those um, fun fact cards were because they, maybe they're answers for other questions. And so if you think about it from a replay value Ooh. perspective, maybe, yeah, maybe you do learn something about the game. And the more That's you play it thought. and the more fun facts that you get, you come back and ask a question that you might actually know instead of having to look them up somewhere else. So that, I don't know. I'm giving them a little bit of credit there. Is, is that 100% so, speculation, Jeff? I'm just, it's 100% speculation. <laughs> it's 100% speculation. And I would say kind of what is going against that evidence is I won this game and I didn't answer a single trivia question correctly. It's true. I I landed on a space that says you landed on a nice a, purple space, right? Yeah, was, yeah, I landed on a purple space that says you catch a smallmouth bass add it to your inventory and then i just happened to reach the the ending 
first. <laughs> so so I, I think, you know, that would be a nice touch if they were right. planning to do that. But I, I think some of the other well, uh, What happens if you the reach game, the ending and you don't have a fish? There's no way to, to get... Go back to, you have to go back to launch oh, the launch pad. Gotcha. Gotta go, gotta go out and try again. See, yeah, some you, things well, they, some things they did right. Through. Like, I, you know, they, they kept you from just, like, screwing yourself over by reaching the end without a fish. But then other mm-hmm. things they, they just forgot. <laughs> so it's kind of weird. <laughs> like, oops, like, you don't have to catch yeah. all the fish, I guess. You caught yeah, one. it's really funny. <laughs> and then I, I think we would be remiss to not mention that our favorite... Our f- absolute favorite mechanic, uh, Dice Space Purgatory, is, is absolutely in this game, right. which we neglected to enforce. Enforce, yeah. yeah. We, we actually. Maybe on purpose. Kinda, well, I, we I was surprised, but the reason that we didn't enforce this is because you didn't have a copy of the rules in front of you. All this mm-hmm. information Garrett <clears throat> managed to withdraw from a two minute YouTube video created by the uh, founders of the game. Super yeah, yeah simple. and we di- we didn't really talk about the the front of the box, but the I mean it very much goes into like this is an educational game, and there's a QR code right on the front of the box that you can kind of scan, and it'll send you to the Ooh. I think it's the majoring in the minors. Outdoors. I I think it's funny the video that they show. Um, it's like. The game creator, I'm assuming, and he's at like, a, like he's an like outdoor a, world. Yeah, he's like at like some expo somewhere, and he's showing you the game, and they use that to like give you the game instructions. They just kind of post it somewhere. Right. Why don't they take the time to make an actual video? Like if they if they if it's such a big deal, they just kind of like rehashed and reused some of it. I'm just really confused. Like it, it could have been a pretty decent like teaching video, but it's just like kind of rushed because he was like at a gaming expo. So th- a little background information on this company. Their name is Education Outdoors. Uh, their last YouTube video was posted three years ago, so I'm not sure if they're still in operation. Their website says that they're updated for like 2019, but there's been like no new postings. Just generally, it's an educational camping company, I believe. They sell games. They sell, if you go to their product page, basically every page on their website is trying to steer you towards their product page. And they have like a board game listed. Actually, no, several games listed. They have a fishing camp they have the fishing camp board game which is what we played they have the camp board game and then they have uh they have some sort of bicycle building game it looks like because we saw that in the rule pdf collection and they have like Mm -hmm. a general card set that you can get as well um but i mean it's just yeah it's just some small uh educational outdoors company that was that was founded and then just it looks like faded into the abyss well, actually, so on their Facebook page, they have a nice picture up from the, I think it's a toy fair in 2018, and it's kind of funny <laughs> because their booth is set up, and it, it's a nice nice little booth. It's got some, like, rustic log cabin-looking uh, backdrop, mm-hmm. and then they got their table with their games, all their games set out there, and, and they have one of their games set up to come by and demo, and then right next to them is USAopoly, which has, you know, Telestrations, Monopoly, you know, uh, some very large well known game yeah and then right next on the other side of them is aeg and it's got like smash up and love letter (laughs) and (laughs) and some batman and boom and so here they are they're like sandwiched in between running between the big buzz like i wonder i wonder what that if they got like invited to the after party like you know (laughs) designer of love letter and like those guys are just like hey Educational oh, outdoors. Game, Why don't you come over to the after party? We'll sip a little bit of. Uh, we'll have some drinks. We'll talk shop, and then the guy gets to the party and he's like super awkward. And he's just like, "Did you guys know that the walleye actually was named after the glint in a, in a lion's eye? It's the same cat-like material." <laughs> At least he got invited. Like fish? when you guys were telling that story, I was gonna feel bad if you didn't get invited. Like they're like they were talking over him. Like he's in the middle. They're like. Yeah. Hey, uh, you guys want to go to the party later? And the guy's like, what party? He's like, oh, don't worry about it, bud. <laughs> <laughs> Another terrifying thing that could happen is like, you, like when you're around that many board game nerds, it's like this guy's probably like a total Chad, right? You know, he's outdoorsy. Yeah. He's probably yeah. athletic. He's going hiking every day. And like, I, I like to picture maybe like this, this handsome looking guy in flannel shirt who's just is sitting in a room full with like fat board game designers. And they're all like bullying him. There. He, he's out of his element there. exactly like, yeah. it's just like oh now he's the fish out of water which uh sort of takes things back to our game they're like hey I, education I, I out- also good go sorry good hey they're like hey education outdoors he's like what's your what's your favorite game mechanic he's like what's a game mechanic and they're just like chuckling at him <laughs> oh and stuff. my god <laughs> this idiot doesn't know what a game mechanic you don't is, know what a game mechanic game. is look at Dude. these dice it's huge oh my gosh <laughs> 
Did you have to roll that to get over here? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I, I just, I'm also looking deeper into this picture, and I notice, you know, this is the 2018, uh, tw- the, I, tw- it's either 2016 or 2018. They had two posts, but they were at both. But and in both, you can tell there's the seal of excellence from 2007 that they have up there on their uh, family board game thing. So that, you know, they got their nice. 2000 at least we had that 2007 we were there that's like pbr like still posting that damn blue ribbon on their cans they're just like hey <laughs> back in once 1891 we were number one beer or whatever the date was good lord yeah that's yeah, awesome um so yeah no and and i i do want to talk like so this is very much directed at children and i think we should recognize it as such and that you know a lot of games like you know take Candyland for what it is it you know it's very much not a game but it at least teaches children like all right you draw this and you you know you move this many spaces and that you know there there is a way Candy, so, Candyland is hardly an educational game Candyland is like it teaches No no no, you no not to call it an educational game right. but to teach children like how how to play games yeah. not, not that it teaches you Yeah like the first like Candy, experience of the game mechanics yeah. I, yeah but it, it I was gonna say I think this is definitely a step up from like a game like Candyland just because of like the, the sure sure aspects. sure yeah I'm I'm just saying we need to recognize it as such like this is very much in our targeted assessment for, yeah right this is targeted like it says on the box this is for ages four and up and it's it's kind of hard to make a game that scales well from you know people that are age four right up to us right and so we can critique it for some of these things but at the same time. We have to recognize that this is a you know a children's game. So like when, when we talked about Alien Hotshots, we kind of talked to we we kind of referenced this where like they kind of got the age range wrong, right? Because like it was targeted at children that probably should already know what their odds and the evens are, but that is what the game is trying to teach you. Right. So I think this job this game does a little bit better of job. Like it is saying, hey, this is an educational game, and then it kind of scales based on the age of the player. And then it, I think it has appropriate questions for each for each age. Group. I think that's you know, actually like, a really like, awesome thing because it makes you so like you know your your parents can play it like or your grandpas can play at mm-hmm. grandpa level while the kid is playing at the because all the questions are on the same cards, right? Yeah, it's not like mm-hmm. you have to use a different deck. It's not like you have to reorganize everything, use different pieces, different mechanics. You can play simultaneously and seamlessly with different difficulty levels between like children and the adults. Whereas if yeah. you forced a like an adult, like, you know, your kid takes Candyland out of the closet, I don't care how cute they are. I'm going to bash that <laughs> yeah. little cardboard box right over their little head. I'm going to smash them. <laughs> I'm going to smash them. Yeah, him. and just to, just to give an example of all this, so this card I have here, you know, it's got a little picture of a fire extinguisher on it. And then, like, for the four-year-olds, you're supposed to ask, what is pictured above? You know, a fire extinguisher, a fishing rod, or a, a trailer? And then for the adolescents, you're supposed to ask, the size and number of fire extinguishers that are needed on a boat depends on how big the boat is, true or false. <laughs> and then, you know, for your for your teenagers, you say, any marine fire extinguisher must be classified to ex- extinguish what type of fires? Combustible, solids, flammable liquids, or electrical? And then for your experts and for grandpa, you ask, the U.S. Co- Coast Guard approved fire extinguishers are generally required for which class of boat? So, you know, you, you see that scaling there and, and, you know, that I think works to its credit and that this game can be helpful for what it is trying to do for, for anybody. Right. Yeah. I think that there's actually a lot of things that are going for this game that uh, like, even as a roll and move game, uh, Mm -hmm. I think there's a surprisingly large amount of variation that what with the GPS cards, what with the shortcuts. And it's not like. Another thing that I like is that <clears throat> whereas if you have a game like Candyland, if you draw like a certain card, like I remember playing this with you, Jeff. We played yes, we played Candyland uh as a as a ironic speed run. Like, a speed run of it. We got yeah. through it in like six minutes. Actually, no, it was like seven, right? Because we kept drawing. Took, Ugh. We kept having to go back. It was yeah. it was rough. But yeah, yeah. You, you draw a card and it and it would be for something earlier in the game, and there's no rules if you if you draw that spot yeah. you have to go back right. to it whereas with this you didn't have to once you got to a certain point you didn't have to go to shore lunch island you could go to one of the other drop-off zones right it was sort of like hitting a checkpoint in a video game you couldn't go back further than a certain amount after you had progressed so far 
Yep. Which I thought was yeah. sort of a nice safety net device to put in there, especially for a game with like where adults are being forced to play with children and they don't yeah, have the, the patience. The game definitely did a lot of things right, um, as far as uh, you know, a, a small light mechanic things, and you know, again, put in the context of that, it's a an educational game and not meant to be you know a, a competitive game per se. And mm-hmm. um, so we can talk about all these things in the review in our yeah. reviews as well. So one thing that Garrett hit on that I think we should hit before we go on to like reviews and that kind of stuff is the art. And I actually thought mm-hmm. that the art was pretty good for this game. It's a super yeah. duper colorful yeah. board. Agreed. Really, it's it's nice to look look at. You know, it feels very childlike. the the uh, the board game itself, uh, the cover art is really nice. They got a nice little lettering and a little font there that makes you really, I don't know. It 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 uh it sort of conjures feelings of the great outdoors and the way that they uh they. There's no dead birds on the side of the lake. Right, and, yeah. and with Buck Quest, like, Buck Quest's box art looks really nice, but I personally believe that Buck Quest's, uh, the, the art on the box, or on the actual game was lacking, because there was so little, um, there was very sporadic and very few, very few art art pieces or paintings or drawings yeah. or whatever on it yeah and this, this pretty much you can look all over the all over the board and you're gonna get something like you're gonna yep. get something to look at yeah that's fair I, yeah with buck quest i i think they they spent more time on fewer images and it was more detailed but there wasn't as much color and this game there's it is not lack for color i'll say that to, to say the yeah, least. yeah and it, I, th- I think we should also kind of tangentially touch on the iconography which i was saying like you know, for the for the age groups or for the uh, difficulty level cards, which have you know your age groups, they have that iconography consistent throughout the game. Um, if you draw a card that is going to let you catch a fish, I said it's got a little fish net on it, or it's got a GPS tracker on it. If you get the GPS thing, the it has little photos of whatever you're talking about at the top of the card, and then as as Jeff kind of mentioned, you know, in, in the graphic design part of it, they have the red lettering just on kind of the right-hand side of the card, so it doesn't complete... It's not this huge eyesore for the entire card that <laughs> is giving you a headache to look at the card, to even read the question or whatever. So I, I think they did a, a much better job at, 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 you know, putting... Like, they make these multi-use cards, or not multi-use, but the, the, the cards display a ton of information on it, and they do it effectively. So I, Yeah, I, it's I not overwhelming. Like I agree. Yeah. Um, however, the fun facts cards are a little a little plain. I, I, I think that is a little bit to its detriment. Well, you've sort of gotten to hear our thoughts on this thing. So what are what are the general reviews that we're seeing for this game? I couldn't find any on BoardGameGeek, interestingly enough. Yeah, um, I, didn't I, see think, any board I think game we'll be either. the first to review it, yeah. I saw a ton of them on um, on Amazon. Funnily enough, they it, this is still selling on Amazon for I think around twenty four, twenty five bucks. Um, really, for better or for worse. I I think we mentioned earlier that maybe we thought that this uh, you know education outdoors is starting to to die out, but either they still have a ton of copies to sell, or <laughs> or they they uh, they're still making a buck off of it. But one review that I read um, and bear in mind that this is very likely for most of the reviewers that they are, these are grandparents reviewing the game. Uh, buying it for their grandchildren, but uh, Kathleen Hook said, I bought this for my grandsons for Christmas. We played the game with them and found it lots of fun and educational. Um, my eight-year-old enjoyed asking his grandparents the questions and found it very funny when we got it wrong. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's a pretty fair review, um, but it's, they're, you know, they only really give it five stars because right. because it's, I, thought it was fun. I like this review from Victoria. This is a very nuanced, as far as my appreciation for it, this has a lot of things going for it. So, uh, she wrote this review in July July 12th of 2015. The title of her review is Haven't Played It Yet, Christmas Present, But Packaged Well. Five stars. <laughs> her, enti- her actual... So that's the title oh, of the nice review. Oh, nice preemptive actual- one, yeah. Yeah, the review is Haven't Played It Yet, Christmas Present, But Packaged Well and Looks Very Inviting to Play. Can't wait till we can. <laughs> I just... I- I just I just love that review. Uh, she it's managed entire... to fit sixty percent of the actual review in the title. It's pretty good. I love that it's probably like a grandparent that doesn't really understand the review mechanic, and they're just that's just what they put. Another one that I thought was really funny was from uh, this woman Leslie Marvel, and she wrote, "Okay, it's three stars." <laughs> the actual um, the actual game is confusing and over way too quick. And then the part that she gets frustrated with is my grandson likes to just guess the answers on the fish cards, <laughs> and I'm like, they're all fish. cards. Cards. She's just mad that he's not taking this thing seriously. 
whatever. I, She's probably not going back to the launch the launch deck. Yeah, dock. Uh, exactly. Because uh, and and really quickly, I want to throw in here. We forgot to mention at the very end of the board game, they have they make it this minefield of like going back spaces. So it's very it's very hard to actually get into the final space which is, is funny so I, I find it hard to believe that you guys are ending this game that quickly mm-hmm. it's you know what's interesting also is their other game which is called the camp board game has 138 amazon reviews oh so wow. they've they've actually sold pretty well when it comes to some of their other games in their collection but uh fishing one seems to be one of the least selling uh least selling games that they have well i guess uh we should feel we should, I guess we should figure out what else is a pro for you, Gary. Would you like to start us off as far as your review of the game yeah. goes? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think we should basically look at this in comparison to Buck Quest. I think that's its most natural yep. comparison in our catalog mm-hmm. here. And I think it does a lot of things better than Buck Quest, uh, specifically the art. Um, and I also really like the difficulty scaling, which we kind of kind of talked about. Right ad nauseum so i don't want to jump in too much more but buck quest doesn't do that in fact in buck quest i would say some of the trivia is you know <laughs> the opposite of right useful the, education right like how many bicuspids does a doe have at the age of six exactly. months? exactly there's know? no reason even if you're hunting a deer you don't need to know <laughs> that you should know that yeah the enamel right what you call the enamel on a doe's teeth specifically it's 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 pointless it's superfluous whereas this information in this game it matters right like yeah they go to safety stuff you know identification stuff um equipment stuff so it, it to me as a as an expert fisherman, I feel like this is the wheelhouse is, is what it is, what it's trying to do. I think both games we're trying to do is be educational and also kind of package that in a board game. And I think this game succeeded on many more levels than Buck Quest. Um, also the art, uh, is as we touched on, I, I did like the hand drawn nature of Buck Quest, but as, as you guys said, it was, it was, it was fairly sparse. Um, and then, you know, obviously they're both roll and move with the old dice based purgatory at the end. They're both wrought with frustrations and losing spaces and getting sent backwards and, and, uh, getting stuck on spaces, losing turns. So both games kind of have that. And, and I'm not sure how useful that is other than like, this is a game mechanic we're familiar with as a kid. So we're going to throw it in this board game and I'm not sure how much that ties into, to the theming of the game and the purpose of the game um which i think kind of goes nicely into my next point is that i feel like a lot of the mechanics in this game are kind of at odds with the purpose of the game um so like we talked about like if if the fun facts are intended to provide information for you you know for questions later on down the road and they kind of help you become more educated with those questions then i think the game should be more difficult to win and like have a like for, again i won without actually answering a single trivia question right. so like i could have just been right. rolling and, and and eventually you can win the game without answering anything so i i don't think that's conducive to the purpose of the game and then you know kind of like the the having five fish limit but you only need one fish and that's just a, a dumb rule that they threw in there so i think there's you know kind of a lot of stuff like that 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 doesn't do the game justice and and i think it's kind of interesting that they threw it in there and they should have gotten one way or the other um so with all that being said i think overall this is a much better game than buck quest Mm -hmm. however it is certainly not without its flaws um and then as a game itself you know it's not something i would personally want to play that being said i think i have to grade it more on the educational side which it is intended Mm -hmm. intended to do so i think i'm going to give this a a fairly high score here and and go with like a a 4.75 wow that's really good yeah Yeah. i mean i'm i'm sort of in a (laughs) similar area here because I've been pretty glowing about this game up to this point. I think the only the, the the big negatives for me are that win condition that you can win without with catching a single fish that they give you for free on the board. I think right. that that's a pretty bad oversight um, when it comes to let's just allow a person to win the game without having any knowledge of fish, which sort of defeats the purpose of an educational game. And then also the freaking red decoder is. <laughs> 
What is, <laughs> why is it that this thing appears so often? I had no idea that this was such a prevalent component to so many games. You want to put it in our game? I want to just go away. Just Let's put it in our game, Tom. Just go away. These the situations where you need it are so few and far between. Like, I, I don't understand why we can't just put print the answer next to it and people can be careful. They have little card shields. <laughs> Especially when somebody else is reading the card. Right. Someone yeah. else is going to be reading the card to you anyways. That pretty much tells you to do that. Anyways, so that's those are the two biggest drawbacks for me when playing the game. But everything else, I really like the iconography. I like the 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 logo design, the lettering of the logo. I think that the the framing of the of the box is really nice. Uh, so I'm going to be pretty forgiving with this too. I'm definitely going to give it higher than Butt Quest. Probably not as high as you, Gare. I'm going to give this a solid. Uh, 4.25. Cool, that leaves me. Um, so, yeah, looking at the game, like, comparing it to BuckQuest, obviously the art's, um, you know, not as well-drawn. It's more cartoony, but it is meant for a, you know, a younger audience in general. Um, and it's a lot more colorful. It is meant to be an educational game. I'd say that thematically, it, it does a pretty good job. There, you know, there are things like, you know, Honey Hole and GPS and, you know, moving to Shore, Shore Lunch Island, which Thomas was pretty riled up about, which is great. Um, but, you know, I, I love that they they got a chance to incorporate all of those elements. And, um, and one of the best things about this game that we haven't really seen is that they can scale it up and down to different um, uh, play ages. And that, that's really difficult to do. Like, I, I, you know, setting the tone and the level of difficulty of a game you typically buy a game for that difficulty. So it's hard to just buy one game to be able to play with the whole family. Um, and I like that they did that. And even if you look at their, um, I guess their Education Outdoors, like their motto is like games that grow with you, which I think is like kind of interesting. So I guess it's sort of their mantra. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would say that the two biggest flaws obviously are one, that you can win without having the most fish. You know, having having a... You know, there's so many small rules. I've been saying majoring in the minors, but so many small rules around, um, you know, fish management and having, uh, you know, having the most fish. But then that doesn't even end up being a core part of the game. And then the second thing is they there's a space in the game that gives away free fish, and that's how Garrett ended up winning. Um, and if they took those two away, then I think then you'd have to one learn the answers, and two you'd have to actually utilize the the fun facts that they give you over the couple plays or however many plays you have. So yeah, um, if they fix those things, I think they would have been good. You know, obviously it's a pretty big oversight. I have to grade this better than Buck Quest because <clears throat> I think I think overall it's a better educational game. It serves more people and thematically it ties a lot of those things together. Um, but I, I'm kind of squeezed because I don't want to give it as high as like Battle Yahtzee. Uh, I'm gonna give it somewhere in between, so I'm gonna give it right at a five. Wow! All right, there you go. There we go. Yeah, so that's definitely gonna be one of the higher rated games. I, I I think this is definitely worth jotting down in the back of your mind for when you become a grandpa and you you and the time <laughs> calls right. It's like that sort of biological clock that exists in all yeah. men as they get older. They just get the sudden urge to take 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 the youngins fishing get the rod exactly hand. go out on the on the high water get seasick have some drama mean and uh listen to your watch your watch yak your kid it up and yak it up yeah. so uh yeah I, I i'd say this is uh not not a bad game at all definitely worth remembering it uh for when the time comes another thing that i wanted to say is that i i really think this is sort of like a, almost like a, a cute thing it didn't detract or add to the game at all for me but on all the card images whenever he used free oh, yeah. stock photos because he would use <laughs> he put thanks to on i think on almost every card he he gave a credit yeah, he, gave, he gave credit to all the stock photos that he <laughs> that and he they're, so they're, played, they're free awesome. you don't have to do that so he's just trying to be a nice guy so you know, I give them points for being a nice, like they're it's a nice company. I, like there were there are other board game creators that we've seen on the show that we felt were like trying to go for cash grabs. Like yeah, I think like, Brewopoly didn't didn't give any credit to Monopoly and at any point, <laughs> right? <laughs> and like yeah, there's been, there's definitely been other you know creators that are a bit more you know nefarious and selfish. But I think this is like it's it's really cute what they did. I agree. Um, so I, I wanted to say we don't have anything to compare it to on Board Game Geek because nobody has rated this game, although it does have an entry, so we will be the first to uh, to rate it. Uh, however, the Rough Draft Games boys average is a 4.67. Not bad. And as you alluded to, that is one of our higher scores here. Um, 
where we generally tend to have ones and twos. Uh, anything over a three, I feel, is 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 like wow, like, whoa, oh, that man. was great. I'm not mad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not mad. It's all right. Hey, as long as I'm not in pain when it's all over. I think I think we've mentioned that before on the show. It's just the the amount of uh, the, minimizing the pain, yeah, minimizing yeah. the expectations and the pains of all the board games that we have. If you can do that, if you can. If you not be absolutely terrible, you're going to have a good time with us. And that's all that's all that really matters. All right. Well, so as we sort of wind things down here, if you are a grandpa or a grandma and you have a great idea for a board game that we should play to test out your grandpa and grandma abilities, we're more than happy to do so. All you got to do is just reach out to us. I, I'd be very shocked if you knew about this thing called Twitter. But if you do, you can hit us up at at rough draft games on twitter or if you need some more personalized fishing advice from an expert why don't you just send me an email attn garrett uh rough draft games <laughs> at gmail.com i'll uh, i'll shoot you straight you can get all biblical on them garrett is that what you're gonna do i'll teach you how to cast a six inch fish without any effort and garrett can show you how to take seven fish and turn them <laughs> into like uh enough to feed 500 people well you guys know i mean i'm sure you guys know that one of tilapia's nicknames is saint <laughs> peter's fish based on the bible story <laughs> i I didn't, but I know now. Yeah, thanks, Garrett. <laughs> really appreciate that. Uh, and lastly, yeah, cast a no line problem. over to roughdraftgames.com to check out our thematic posts, which tell you things like what to eat and what to listen to when you're playing some of the games that we like to play. Um, check out our roll and move episodes, and also check out the game that we're working on, All Rise, which is uh, is coming up pretty soon, hopefully. Mm-hmm. We just finished up the box art with our artist here, so you're going to be seeing some pretty fun pictures going up, uh, going up for that. There's going to be some really cool stuff, and uh, can't wait to share it with you guys. And lastly, we just want to go ahead and say thank you to those of you who have gone ahead and left us five stars on iTunes. We super duper appreciate it. It helps us with the uh, algorithms and it helps people find the podcast and spread around what we're doing. And so we are greatly appreciative to all your guys' help in spreading things around and spreading us around. And uh, we uh, we ask that if you if you really like the show, then go ahead and head on over to iTunes and give us five stars yourself. And you can, uh, you can join us in uh, eternal glory with uh, bad board games. <laughs> but until next time, guys, take care.